welcome to the Moving Forward podcast. Oh, it feels really weird to say that. Corey's always said that in the past. All right. So um, as the first guest coming on the podcast post Corey, I'm having Jenner Zeno back on who the last episode he was on was number 23, way back machine. Um, you can go check it out if you haven't heard it. It's super old, but still interesting. We talked about the intellectual dark web and even back then you could tell that Corey and I were going to fight about topics related to the intellectual dark web, which is what happened in the last episode. So I'm basically bringing Corey on, I'm sorry, I'm bringing Jenner on to help me, um, process the breakup with Corey. So just saying up front, this is not fair to Corey because he's not present here to defend himself, but he also didn't want to be. So that's just how it's going to go. Uh, all right. Hey, Jenner, say hi. Tell everybody Hello. who you are. Hello. Good morning. Good evening. Uh, good afternoon. <laughs> Whatever time it is on this bowl of water and dirt. Hello, I am Jenner. I'm the creator and host of Mindwave. Uh, and more uh, operationally now, the uh, owner operator of Studio Stargazer, which has much larger, more more ambitious uh, visions than just making a podcast. But I I love it. Uh, I, I my show is definitely more in the entertainment genre, in like the weird, nerdy, cult classic genre. It's not a politics show. <laughs> it it's kind of a science show, but not really. <laughs> uh, and I just want to go everywhere um, so that that I find myself often in the intellectual dark web. But I, I, I think I, I think about the issues maybe differently. Uh, and I, and I kind of it's I have to, I f- do this forcing a, a framing thing because I think largely almost all the time we're getting hung up on language. It's it's a language game. And like the the labels get. um just to the point where you can't make any kind of progress. You're just talking past each other. You're not actually when I, I take more of a radical humanist position. That's like, no, we actually probably agree way more than you think. We're just using different words. That's let's start there. Almost kind of like, uh, you know, encountering an ancient culture and like to to figuring out, Oh, that's the word for this. That's okay. So that's what you call that. Okay. Uh, there, there is a a kind of a a loss of that basic human function between us and this, because we're trying to do the most complex thing ever, which is ideas in the mind, which is the most complex thing that we know about in the universe. We're trying to communicate between those, uh, with frontal mouth holes on stupid monkey bodies. I mean, it's amazing that you even just, understood that sentence right now <laughs> you know so, so, that's so Jenner, um correct me if i'm wrong but i i seem to recall from the very first conversation that i had with you and the Wayback machine that you have always been a democrat you're a lifelong democrat is that correct uh i well <clears throat> i've all i've consistently voted democrat not always um i'm fiercely independent um, I, I do not play the, the red team, blue team game. It's almost always uh, Democrats, but they, that is the less turdy, turdier turd sandwich that I'm just like, okay, fine, fucking whatever. Uh, I very publicly right. said on the show, I voting mean, so for like Hillary you, you Clinton called, was so you, fucking you, slimy. I think you, you said you're, you're a, a, a squishy gay liberal. <laughs> I think it's how you uh, described yourself. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's... I. 
I kind of use it tongue in cheek now because the the word liberal doesn't even mean what it actually means. People are using it, uh, and this is this is again. I'm glad I got the I'm glad I got the bell, or rather, still have it out from last night because that's really what what this is. It's it's mostly just a really basic language thing. So I'm here to be entertaining and colorful, and to force this lens. Everything else that we talk about, I need to force through this lens uh, of of just really basic uh human humanist principles which are now considered radical but i think i i in a in a good way like uh well that's that's really interesting i i i i I don't want to go off on a huge tangent on that because i want to get to that topic of the episode but um can you say a little bit what you mean by that how how is humanism now seen as radical well i don't i i mean culturally there's this whole i mean I, I i don't even know what to call it the the fake the bullshit game that everybody plays on a, on a really basic cultural level um and it's largely pretend it's it's theater it's for show oh this is what people say this is you know you go through the motions you follow the instructions Th- that part of it and, and some people are very good <laughs> in society at navigating their way through that and exploiting it uh, you know, for their own benefit and the benefit of others, et cetera. Uh, some people are not good at that. Uh, I, I am not one of these people. Um, you know, and it, it's radical in the sense to where on some of the most divisive issues out there, if we're talking about the thing people are calling race, I'm going to be the radical humanist asshole who's like, well, we're actually, let's be very clear. That's the thing that people are calling race. It's not actually a thing. If we're going to make any progress on this at all, we have to, we have to start there at square one, which says, no, this is actually a social thing we made up. It's not real scientific. It's scientifically dog shit. Uh, we might as well be talking about astrology. So refusing to have any conversations around race that doesn't start there uh, would be an example of how this is radical. Um, getting into biological sex and sexuality and, and gender expression and it, that yeah. creates a whole I, I, other I see, minefield. I see what you're saying. I mean, it is, it is kind of ironic that what's her name? Rachel Dolezal got in trouble for identifying as a, a black person um and the people who got mad at her for doing that are the same people who also insist that identifying as a man makes you a man or identifying as a woman makes you a woman and scientifically speaking the the differences between the sexes are much more easily measured than dis- differences between races right i mean like if a man and a woman have a baby that doesn't result in a half man half woman but when a quote white guy and a quote black girl have a baby, it often comes out with something in the middle, right? And over time, we're all just going to be shade of brown, I would think, over time, which I'm totally cool with, <laughs> right? And I so mean, I feel yeah. like that. So I, I, I think I have a like, sci-fi trope for a while. Of, like the we're all going to trade the same is, color. Is much sure. more subjective than the concept of sex, and yet you know, there are people who want us to believe that race is immutable and it's the only thing that matters. And, and it's the most important thing um, about you, which is where I will also say, no, it's not like that is one of the least important things about you. Um, you, you are judge individual. You are goddamn color. human. That is racism. Exactly. That's that, that is, is. racism. <laughs> like yeah. writ textbook uh, that if you are, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's about judging people's characters, uh, not playing that game and kind of like, this is why I'm calling it radical human because I, I I I am kind of a dick about it. 
I need to be kind of a dick about it. I need to stand pretty firm on that right there and just draw the line right there and just say, no, sorry. Um, this library is not burning down. It requires warriors at the gate. I'm going to stand here. I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> uh, so, All right. so I know. think, I think that's part of the reason why I ask you to come on to help me process this. Um, it's, it's partially because, um, well, you're going to be one of the recurring guest stars of the show. Um, and, uh, but and I'll probably be bringing you on to talk about the issues that all the progressive guest stars won't talk about. <laughs> I will um, literally talk like about most of anything. them are going to be progressive. You're you're still significantly to my left, but I don't know if you identify as progressive. Do you? Um, I want humanity to survive. <laughs> I I I want us to conserve what works and improve what doesn't. I want evolution to happen on a cultural society level. I, well, I that want sounds so evolve. reasonable. How dare you? Yes, I, <laughs> I, like I want I want the, Dar, <laughs> Dar, the Darwinian thing to happen. I want the worst dog shit ideas to go away and die. I want the best ones to flourish <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, create a brighter future for the next generation. We're here to save the world, motherfuckers. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I've, 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 I've said that on on um, on moving forward many times that the interesting conversation is you know, the interesting debate is really about what should we conserve specifically? What is worth conserving and what should we move past? What should we, you know, uh, progress toward? And, and because, you know, like, I think, I think most people when they're being honest are both conservative and progressive. There are some things that most of us agree we should conserve about society. Um, and then there are some things that most of us would admit we could probably improve. Right. And, and so like part, part of the point of moving forward and, um, and this tradition is going to carry on um, post Corey leaving as as co-host, um, although he is going to be one of the recurring guest stars. Um, he's only going to be coming on to talk about policy. So I can't talk to him about political strategy or philosophy or rhetoric anymore because he's just had it like his flames start coming out his ears and he's not he's not going to go there. So I'm going to have those conversations with other people. But Corey and I will continue to save the world when it comes to policy. Um, and he's probably going to listen to this episode. So I apologize in advance if I say anything that hurts your feelings, Corey. Uh, but, you know, I've just, I got to talk about this with somebody. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and it's, and, and frankly, it's jumping off from the, the, the argument that I had with Corey that, you know, caused the breakup. So I think um, there's really no way to continue that conversation with another person without reflecting upon you know, the conversation that I had with Corey before it. So this isn't mm -hmm. about winning a, a, a fight with Corey. It's just about continuing the conversation with somebody else. So anyway, um, the topic I wanted to talk to you about um, today, Jenner, is preserving liberalism. And and so I love I love that you said liberal doesn't mean what people think it means. Right. So when 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 I said you Pres to preserve it, we have to fucking define it for people because they're using the word wrong. That's, yeah, exactly. that's where we, like, that's square like, one. Let's just say instead of wrong, we could say like, you know, there's at least two different meanings of it. Right. There's like the political science meaning, which is the version, which is what I mean by it in the mm. title of like the episode preserving liberalism. And then there's like a colloquial version of it where people use it as a synonym for like left wing, which they also use it as a synonym for the Democratic Party, et cetera. Right. And that's the sense you meant when you called yourself a squishy gay liberal, like you, you are, you tend to vote Democrat. You have always thought of yourself as left wing. Is that about sure. right? Sure. I civil rights movement, all about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, for me, I, 
I was actually, I, I came out very young. I, I think I was out of the closet by like 13 or something ridiculous. So, so I grew up in the pride movement um, and have had, you know, obviously, because for me, even now, like this year when pride was just becoming a dumpster fire, I kind of had to take it back to that, that like singular thing, the singular rainbow thing, the like, no, remember what, what the fuck we're actually here for guys. This, this is a big a human thing this isn't like an art club we get this we get to go in the streets it's like no it's like i don't know it's and we 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 should not go down that rabbit hole we should not go down the reclaiming the rainbow rabbit hole but uh it is um okay <laughs> so illuminating. yeah well i mean so just you know i i just googled liberalism right <laughs> um and the definition that comes up is Liberalism is a political and moral philosophy based on liberty, consent of the governed, and equality before the law. So the way that Corey and I have broken it down um, on the podcast in the past is we've talked about how liberalism is basically the belief that you should have democracy, right? That you should have the rule of law, that you should have constitutional protections for minorities against the majority, right? That living in a liberal democracy means that you can't just put all the Jews in an oven just because there are more people who want to do that than people who don't, right? Mm. That's not allowed, <laughs> right? Um, and and also part of liberalism is um, is free markets and and capitalism, and it is an idea that started in the Enlightenment and that at the time was radical. They were the radicals of their time. Um, I mean, we literally revolted against Britain <laughs> in order to in order to uh, to create a liberal democracy where people have freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And what scares me, and I, this is uh, this is something that Corey and I very much agreed on, um, is that those basic ideas are increasingly in danger right now. Um, and where we seemed to have disagreed, and you listened to the to the episode, the breakup episode, so I would like you to help me process this, but Corey and I seem to have disagreed about the fact that in addition to the fascist alt-right, which we both agree is a threat to democracy, I think the neo-Marxist far left is also a threat to um, to liberalism. And I think like framed that way, Corey would agree with it, but the... <laughs> Talk to me off the cliff here for a second. Here. It's, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's the words. The words, the labels is like the entire problem there because we would both actually – I think we should all – any rational person would agree that the behavior – and there, this is there's something to be said about this political horseshoe thing where it's extremism in either direction starts to look kind of the fucking same. Um, and you should be extremely worried about dangerous ideas um, that are becoming more more acceptable. And I guess the alphabet soup is a, is a perfect example of this because it used to be this one big, colorful, unified, we love you for you, be yourself. And now it has devolved into warring tribes, um, you know, the oppression Olympics thing, who's more marginalized today? Uh, what kind of token hire do we need to get on staff to prove that we're not, you know, that that kind of thinking is backwards. 
<clears throat> yeah, yeah. I actually I, have a stronger it, word that I use for it, but I'm not going to use it here. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, backwards works. I, I I call I call it regressive. Um, mm. is a is a term a term for it. So I like, use a different R word, but it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a less politically correct one. Uh, uh, a very less politically, yeah, but, okay. but yeah, accurate. Let's, 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 it, well, I mean, is it, I don't know. I, well, actually, there is, I mean, there is more than one meaning to that term. I mean. Well, yeah, I'm using the archaic definition. Yeah, the archaic the definition line. of retardation 100% applies to what's happening there. The, yes. the, the, the American left is, um, is regressing to an old kind of leftism that was discredited in the 20th century for good reason. Because a lot of young people apparently didn't learn any lessons from their parents or grandparents. <laughs> it's kind of the way I look at it. You know what I mean? It's like, what, like your grandpa fought Nazis in World War II, and now you want to be a Nazi. What the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with America right now? You know, or like um, we 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 fought the Soviet Union, and the Soviet Union nearly destroyed us. And now they want to be communists. What is wrong with America? What is wrong? Like, Jenner, what's going on? Why are people going crazy? We, sir, <clears throat> sir, we are at war. Um, this is what war in the 21st century looks like. We are at war right now uh, with Russia. We are currently in the Cold War with Russia right now. Um, there are, we have some, you know, other, I'm not. I'm not a big geopolitical. I mean, we're, we're not going to go into all, all that. But we are at war. This is a the war of ideas, okay? Because we're we're not doing this with with tanks and bullets and planes uh, anymore. We're doing it with information. We're doing it with data. You know, we're doing it by manipulating each other on levels that just from basic psychology. And you look at how social media is a perfect example of how. It is designed to fucking twist and manipulate people's minds uh, and just, just it, like th these are attacks, people. This is why I'm saying th th this is a vulnerability. This is the soft underbelly <laughs> that America didn't even realize it has. And they it, we're in a new civil war as well. Um, our own country is tearing itself apart from the inside. We are at war. That's why this feels so fucked up. But like it when for when was it declared? I don't remember anybody declaring war. I, I guess I'm doing it right here. No, guys, we are definitely at war. We've been for at war for a long time. This is just what it looks like now. Yeah, no, I, I agree <laughs> with that. Um, I, 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 I also think that we're in a cold civil war. I think we're in a cold war with Russia. And let's talk about what that means. Um, and it's, and, and there, and we're also in a cold civil war. And the reason for that is because as happened, um, during world war two, and as also happened during the actual cold war, there are Americans who ideologically agree with our enemies, right? And they're the people we are in this cold civil war with. There are people who want America to be more like Russia. There are people who want America to be a banana Republic run by a strongman dictator. We call them populists. Mm. And um, they're our enemies. They really are. Um, okay. So, what can you when you you said it's about labels, and I I think I think that that um, yeah, trigger is trigger words well, <laughs> trigger triggers. words. Yeah, I think that that I th I, I agree. I agree that um, that some of the disagreement that Corey and I had definitely stemmed from misunderstandings around semantics and so forth. But I think he's right. That there really was a core disagreement. And I, I, I think the core disagreement was that he, 
I, I believe in his ideal world, um, the progressive left would win in everything. And the progressive left is always right. And I know that sounds dismissive for me to say that about him. It makes it sound like he's the unreasonable person. Um, and I don't necessarily mean it that way, but I, I think that that's where he's coming from. Whereas I genuinely don't believe that. I think that a lot of things that people call progressive are terrible ideas. Mm, right. A and lot. I, I mean, I mean <laughs> and also like he, for example, he opposed the federal jobs guarantee, right? Which, that is a terrible idea. Right. But yet, nevertheless, he kind of wants the Bernie Sanders wing of the party to win. You know what I mean? And 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 I I feel like what's happening is since Yang is no longer a candidate, and his ideas were so heterodox in the Democratic Party that people who really actually believed in Yang's ideas and didn't just support Yang because they want money, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, have nowhere to go in the party now. I mean, I'm I'm supporting Biden because Donald Trump is a Nazi. That's why. And there's you need have no other reason to vote for Joe Biden than that. Mm, yes this is why like oh god 2020 is just great isn't it i'm just waiting for the asteroid we got we got we got the virus outbreak we got the uh you know uh white house with fucking barbed wire we get to give we, we've just had oh man i can't wait for the season finale it's gonna be epic <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh my god, god. It's, no, it, joke it's about that i mean no we're living yeah. through a dystopian third world hellscape which mm -hmm. did not exist before donald trump became president and doesn't and it's not now. again it, and it's not his fault uh it, he really is and I'm, I'm one of these people who will say things like no he's actually just kind of symptomatic of the deeper rot <laughs> uh that it, it's just like that that he's a canary in a coal mine the fact that he was allowed to run and be taken seriously and win in the first place oh, that no, is, that is the failure agree with that. The, the republican uh, party should not have allowed him to run but i also we, don't think i don't think the democratic the i don't think the democratic party should have allowed bernie sanders to run for the same reason i think that there are certain ideas that are discredited for a reason fascism and socialism are not on the table as far as i'm concerned then no reasonable party should consider them part of the spectrum of ideas to entertain do you agree with that yeah, there are like Vulcan level moral axioms on some of this shit that were like, no, it's not okay. Like, and the punch a Nazi thing is where I almost always go because people are like, I will, I'll punch, I'll punch the fuck out of a Nazi. And I'm like, y I'll sure as hell use violence against somebody for thinking something different for me. You know, just I, I kind of have to be the weird parrot to parrot, like to put that through the universal translator of here's what you're actually saying. Um, and uh, the racist color wheel is another great one because I'm like, no, it's, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not a white person. You're not a black person for the same reason. Spin the wheel. Da, 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 da. That's not a yellow person. That's not a red person. People aren't colors. Right. Uh, right. I, so, so, I, so, Jenner, just, to, just, sorry, just yeah. to keep us on top, just, I mean, it's real. It, it, actually, I do, I do want to. It all to, ties together. Well, I want to get to the Oppression Olympics part two because that is, uh, yeah. that is, that is, that is what the the reason that neo Marxism is a threat to liberalism. That's why, right? So, um, just just to again, once again, you let li you listen to the to the episode recording. I'm having this disagreement, and one of the things that he kept saying is. Well, you had this guy on Eric, um, you know, two episodes back who, um, you know, he's a racist, Corey, Corey said. And I was like, you know, I'm not I don't know if he is or not. That's not why I had him on. Um, but 
you know, I, I definitely noticed that a lot of people who think of themselves as progressive will call anybody who says anything even remotely critical of the social justice movement a bigot, right? And there's no room for nuance. And it, remi- it reminds me of how people on, in the alt-right would call anybody who disagreed even a little bit with the Fuhrer a rhino, right? I mean, that's the reason I left that party. And I'm not going to put up with the same stultifying bullshit in my new party that caused me to leave the old one. So can you can you talk a little bit? Because I mean, um, unlike me, you were never a Republican, and I'm guessing, like most gay guys, you probably have nothing but like contempt for the log cabin Republicans, right? I know. I think um, it's adorable. I, oh, really? I, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds no, a little dismissive. I, I no, it's it, adorable and like, oh, that's that's like like really cute. No, I've had I've been fortunate, and it's like finding a unicorn. You know, finding gay Republicans is is very difficult, but everyone absolute delight um what are the what like uh fucking mario strato on well, the show I mean, like, who is the, a the, gay the honest conservative God truth is everybody pays taxes well i mean everybody who trump makes money pays taxes and some people who happen to be gay don't like paying them right that's that like that, that to me that's what the log cabin republicans are there are people who are saying instead of allowing the democratic party to claim to be the only party that cares about lgbt issues let's recognize that you know, that the Republican Party could actually be better on social issues than it is. Right. And 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 frankly, it has improved over, over the years. You know, even, like Donald Trump even said when he was running is like when they ask about same sex marriage, he said that's settled. It's settled. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't run on bigotry against gay people. He ran on bigotry against brown people instead. But, you know, a different kind of bigotry. So, yeah, I mean, like, um, well, I, I, I don't even I don't even get me started on on the Republican Party now because I never I never liked the company of the Dixiecrats, ex-Democrats who only became Republicans because they hate brown people and 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 women and gay people. I, I, I didn't like their company, never liked their company. And now they're the only people left in that party, frankly. There aren't there aren't any real conservatives left in the Republican Party. It's just a bunch of lefty bigots now. It's so like where I'm, I'm glad that we're that hey back on Mike and because like you're one of the few people who, on earth who who could actually like have this conversation with me who's willing to uh, again almost nobody's willing to touch just like teeny 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 little bits of this because most of it is so fucking radioactive and you're so likely to be um, almost like accidentally misunderstood and then intentionally misunderstood when somebody intentionally misunderstands a very nuanced argument um or thought experiments philosopher people do this all the time we 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 do the thought experiment and 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 lay things out but i made i made a flag here because what i'm what i actually want to call this is the green peace effect um this thing particular it's it's and it uh, the kind of on on a bernie bro level so so like it's a throwback it's uh it's one of the good ones uh you know that has this air or this tinge of righteousness to it that's like oh well of course just like the progressives they want to fix everything and it you, you know so obviously they're they're right and they're right all the time and greenpeace used to be uh, a fantastic organization and uh, i i if i sat here would have many nice things to say about greenpeace but what they've devolved into over the course of the past few years is they've they've become really an anti-science activist group 
um, that has led to like literally the burning of biotech test crops that are meant to like help feed starving countries and like the defacing of world heritage sites and excusable uh, vandalism where they go in um, where it's just like, oh, no, yeah, that's obviously vandalism, but we're, we're, we're righteous. We have the right to do that, to go and deface this private property, to go, you know. It, there is a and, kind and, of and it's in, okay in some cases, when we it's do just it because thing. they're doing like gen- genetically modified produce, right? <laughs> because yeah. I mean that's that's literally like anti-vax level anti-scientific crazy nonsense. Yes, which is why they're no longer that's that no longer respectable. With the you know, I call them like an eco-terrorist group now because that's they're they're spreading dangerous misinformation and fear and propaganda about one of the most powerful life-saving technologies we've ever developed as a species and that's fucked up and stupid but they all feel you know righteous and oh like you know obviously we're here to say save the earth save the bees save the trees sit the fuck down this movement needs a george carlin level yeah no totally uh, and another, to come I mean, another, in and remind them another example of that <laughs> which which Corey's agreed with um on the podcast in the past is that um you know like uh the green new deal situation right like I'm sure that he would love all of the economically left-wing policies that are in the Green New Deal to pass, but as a pragmatist, he recognizes that holding out for all of that stuff isn't necessary, that we could actually solve the climate change problem by just having a carbon fee and dividend, right? And so this is this this is getting to the heart the heart of um of what I mean by preserving liberalism because I see what what's happening right now is that one of our two parties, because we have a, a two-party system, it, it's going to be a two-party system until we have ranked choice voting on the national level, right? We have a two-party system, and one of the parties, the Republican Party, has been completely taken over by illiberal people, right? In the political science sense of illiberal. People who are hostile to democracy and the rule of law and the Constitution, right? And also, also a reactionary working-class labor movement against free trade capitalism. And that's because the the Republican Party can't be the party of free enterprise while it's dependent electorally upon the votes of states that are deindustrializing and it can't win to save its life on the coasts. But in the information age, the coasts are where capitalism is happening. That's where the money is. Right? And so the Republican Party is pretending supposedly the party that's supposed to be standing up for capitalism is made up entirely of anti-capitalist people in deindustrializing states who they're just the they took our gerbs people. That's who they are. They're the people on South Park who go, they took our gerbs. That's that's not a capitalist party. That's nonsense, right? So the future of capitalism is on the coasts and and Yang's ideas would help to reinvigorate the the, the the states in the middle of the country. I'm not I'm not saying we should just give up on them, but I'm saying practically speaking, politically, it's a terrible idea to have the capitalist party be the one that can't win in the states where the money's being made. That's crazy, right? And so that's part of the reason I'm a Democrat now. Man, it's I've I I don't know what it is where I'm just like, and this is why I said fiercely independent because I I see so much wrong with both, uh, both of the two parties. I literally I, I almost can't tell them apart anymore. 
um because they they're both just like shadows of their former selves you know um well they've uh, devolved i actually want to i actually want to get push back on that yeah yeah, no i want to get i want to get your input on on that in a second but um that that's what i was about to, to segue to is the democratic party is the is a party that has not yet been totally taken over by illiberals. I I so like I don't I definitely don't see them as equivalent. Um and that's why I'm so concerned about the fact that a lot of people who call themselves progressive including my good buddy Corey don't seem to recognize that there is an actual threat that when you when you you platform um people who hold illiberal ideologies in your party that is going to lead to them having more influence in the party, which would be a bad thing. I, I I don't want both parties to be taken over by illiberal radicals. I would like both parties to be liberal in the sense mm. that both parties are devoted to this American experiment and the preservation of it. So, um, so one 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 thing that st- struck me as interesting, and I'd like to hear your your, your reflect on this, Jenner, because again, you listened to the episode, but. Remember when Corey said, um, he said, I could tell Eric was racist because he was, he said something critical of the 1619 project, right? That was basically the logic. And then the, and the reason for that is because, um, is because the only people who talk about 1619 project in a, in a critical way are Breitbart and, um, Donald Trump, et cetera. Right. But you're a fellow Sam Harris fan. And so, you know, Sam Harris has, has said things critical of it. And, you know, he's had Coleman Hughes on, who is a black intellectual who's also said things critical of it. And sometimes people calling themselves progressives, claiming to represent a good cause like anti-racism. I mean, let's make it on the record. I'm anti-racist, right? You're anti-racist. We're both anti-racist. Sometimes people who present themselves as the good guys are wrong about stuff, you know? And, and, and so Sam, Sam Harris's point all along, and this, this relates to Islamophobia too, which is another reason he gets called a racist. Um, his point is that when the only people who will speak openly and honestly about the threat of illiberalism on the far left are alt-right assholes, that's not good, right? Because then that, that actual, that's that, that right there is the reason Donald Trump got elected. He got elected because the Democrats wouldn't talk honestly and openly about the threat of illiberalism in their own party, of specifically neo-Marxist illiberalism and of like creeping Islamo-fascism and all of this stuff. They wouldn't speak openly and honestly about that. And so they made sure that their opponents were the only alternative for people who didn't like that. That's why Trump got elected. And I, I want the Democratic Party to stay liberal, and I want it to kick the crap out of the Republican Party. I want the Republican Party to lose in such an embarrassing way that that the GOP will have no choice but to return to its traditional conservative values and give up on this fascist nonsense. But I'm seeing the Democrats do everything they possibly can to lose. They're, it's like they're trying to. And it's not because they nominated an evil corporate centrist. It's because they refuse to explicitly denounce their own illiberal radicals. Like if, if, if I started to feel kind of gaslit in that conversation, to be honest, because, because on the one hand, and I, I'm, you know, to be clear, I don't think Corey was doing this intentionally. I know he's a good guy and he, he is a very honest person, but 
if if I was talking to somebody like a stranger and 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 I was told on the one hand there's absolutely no problem of socialism in the in the Democratic Party. And then on the other hand, I want to give people who call themselves socialists as big a platform as possible because good things only happen when you compromise with people calling themselves socialists. I would say I'm dealing with a dishonest person who's gaslighting me. But I know that's not the case with Corey, and that's why it's so upsetting. So can you can you reflect on all that? I mean, as somebody who thinks of yourself as left, but who recognizes the the danger of neo-Marxism, what do you think about all that? Well, I mean, it's I, I, I guess I can kind of understand this goes to the Greenpeace thing again, kind of the moral righteousness, not being willing to call out one's own, you know, is is really the inexcusable failure of the modern whatever it is, whatever it is now, the alternative to Trump, whatever that big blue blob of nonsense is whatever that hurting cats it's hurting cats man Uh, it's it's insane it's refocus refocus (laughs) jesus but i mean like what's so Uh, hard about what's so hard about saying we don't like socialism we are capitalists socialists are not welcome in the party we're not going to let socialists run i mean like that's it's it's that easy right it's it's the label thing though it's the trip like people if we don't agree about what the words mean it's just ripe for conflict it's it's well, it's, it's kind of like it's manufactured it's, 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 for it's similar to saying like why won't why won't trump denounce you know the fascists why won't he do it and and in this case in the case of the fascists these people are calling themselves nationalists which is a pretty big clue right and and we know their ideology is fascism but the, most of them aren't openly calling themselves fascists right and so actually it would be easier for trump to denounce that because the, it's they they, ha- they haven't actually proudly worn that label right whereas in the democratic party there are there is a small but loud especially on the internet especially on twitter loud minority of voters these are the bernie bolsheviks who say i'm not going to vote for joe biden because he's not a socialist and i've also heard them say bernie sanders quote was the compromise bernie sanders was the compromise that's as far as they're willing to go to compromise Mm. well okay does the Democratic Party actually need these people? Because, I mean, in my experience, they don't vote anyway. Like, what? what is the point of including these people? Yeah, the cities will fucking burn if I don't get what I want. That that level of shit. And that's really – everybody needs to be able to call that out. Like, And let's be um, clear. We're not talking about black people here. The black hmm. people voted for Joe Biden. We're talking about whiny white lefties, the sorts of people who – who call who 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 will say things like black voters only voted for Joe Biden because they've been brainwashed by the mainstream media. So, you know, like soft bigotry of low expectation, racist white lefties. That's who we're talking about. The black folks are like give me a centrist please. So why do we need these people? I'm not, I mean I'm serious. And I I know it's, I know it's not again it's not it's not fair to Corey. So I want to be clear. I'm, I'm just using my conversation with him as a jumping off point to continue reflecting on this. Um, and I'm not, I don't mean any of this as an attack on him personally, but I'm just, I, this, this is, this is the frustration that he saw in me that upset him. And I really need to process it. And I think it, I think it's something that people need to talk about openly because it's not healthy. It's not, it's not healthy when public discourse is stilted, stultified by by you know self-censorship because we're all afraid of saying the wrong thing or hurting somebody's feelings yes like this is real life like people are terrified people are dying 
pe- people are dying of a pandemic that we 100% could have handled in a much better way. Um, there are riots in the streets. There is the Gestapo and police brutality going on. It's, it is a terrifying nightmare. And this is happening in real life. And the, it's a direct consequence of the way we vote. And the way we don't talk to each other, the way we don't get along with each other. So, I mean, how how are how are I, I think for conservatives and progressives to get along in the Democratic Party, we have to agree that the people who aren't welcome are the illiberals. I that's that's my opinion, and I I, I honestly feel that way. I, I I'm open to being persuaded otherwise. And the next episode I'm going to do is uh, with Chet, who is a self-identified communist. I'm going to let him to try. I'm going to let him try to to talk me out of that. <laughs> but that that is my position for the time being. What what do you think about that? Do you I, agree with I, that? I hold it as well. I think they they have no place in modern discourse. Um, they they have not. Uh, proven that they should be taken seriously. Um, and I, I think there is, we've resonated on this whole death of expertise thing uh, in the past. It really is kind of like that. Um, everybody's afraid to stand up to them just because they have the, you know, it's it's the, the woke position. Um, and really we're, t- we're talking about even using words like them. They, we're already ascribing meaning and intent and tribal shit to where people are already mad and we haven't even really we're just talking about a cultural we're not pointing fingers anywhere and saying oh you look what you, you how bad you are oh, look at what yeah, an awful no, human you point, are Kenner. for thank believing for, that yeah no thank you for pointing that out because i i think that that is a a 100 um valid um critique that Corey had of me he said like you keep saying they believe this and them that and who do you mean by that and i, I it's think, a language game that we well all i mean play. I mean, and and, and I, I really i always appreciated him asking that because I don't want people to assume that I'm talking about more people than I am talking about, right? So, like, so let's, so let's be really clear: seventy percent, something like that, of Americans, and basically a hundred percent of Democrats, including me, support the Black Lives Matter movement, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a radical minority of the party that believes in um, in in a neo-Marxist conception of social justice. That is grounded in critical theory, which is an irrational and anti-scientific way of thinking. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about critical theorists um, who who really began with a postmodern rejection of grand narratives in general. Um, you know, the, the the idea that there is no absolute truth, and all that really matters matters is personal lived experiences. And and that's a term that I've that I actually heard Corey say. And I wanted to jump in and say like. Where did you hear that term, lived experience? Because the, in, in critical theory, that is a term for what they consider real evidence. Real evidence is not what you measure in a lab. It's not you know, math and science and data and statistics. It's lived experiences. But you know, the plural of anecdote isn't data. And that's just the bullshit narrative. And it's, it, we've, because it's a, this is everywhere. This is this is a singular one large human problem that we're there's a billion different names if you want to look at any one specific part of this, but it's it's happening everywhere. Academia is the perfect example of this, and the the biggest reason is is that there aren't enough white blood cells in the immune system of discourse out there actively defending um, the the body, <laughs> as it were, of social discourse. Um, Nobody's doing that. 
for whatever reason, which is why I'm like, hey, I I ain't shit, but uh, I got a microphone and I'm, I'll stand here. I don't have anything to lose. You know, at, <laughs> at this point, I work for myself. So don't like what I say. Don't listen to my fucking show. You know, there's yeah. nobody to cancel me. I give zero fucks at this point about what yeah. anybody thinks because people need to be talking about this shit. Um, not talking about it is how we got here in the first place. Right, right, right. Uh, so so just to, just to continue for the benefit of our listeners, um, the – so, you know, postmodernism was a rejection of grand narratives in general and the idea of absolute truth. But um, what what made what, what, the, the reason critical theory took a specifically neo-Marxist um, trajectory in, in, you know, the last uh, 10, 20 years um, is because even though postmodernism originally rejected everything, including Marxism, right, um, critical theorists actually recognized uh, that there is a, an inherent contradiction in saying that, you know, there's no absolute truth, but also you should believe in our ideology above other ideologies. That's clearly contradictory, right? <laughs> um, and so the way, the, so the way they justified that is by saying, okay, well, everything is socially constructed and there is no objective truth and science is a, a you know, a, a, a white patriarchal devil, Right. That's all still true, but the reason you should listen to us is because we're going to tell you that narratives, the way you should decide what's true is this. This is your epistemology. Mm. The narratives that are based on the lived experiences of the most oppressed people, that's the truth. And so the goal is to, is to that's, why, that's why you talk about like, check your privilege, right? If you're, if you're a cis white guy and you're straight, then you're at the absolute bottom of the barrel. Your opinion doesn't count for anything because all of your lived experiences are just part of the the oppressive class. And 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 so that's that's the neo-Marxist turn. It's the application of this idea of like the redistribution of wealth is put upon cultural capital. Mm, that's entirely. I, I know you're familiar with this because I've talked to you about based. it before. Yeah. So 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 as somebody who thinks of himself as more of like you know what the the quote left it in American politics used to be and not, and you, and not what this new thing is. What, what is your take on all that? And do you, do you think that that is as big of a problem as I'm saying it is? I mean, fully acknowledging I'm saying all along, this is a, a loud minority of people. I'm not saying they're a majority of voters by any means, but yes. I'm saying that they have some influence that I'm worried about. And I don't think that the answer is to give them more influence. I do. I do think it's, uniquely dangerous to let this go un, un, unchallenged because I mean, and this is, I've framed this uh, within sciences, like get the fuck out of my lab. I'm sorry. Your feelings, uh, emotional reasoning is, is what we're really getting at here. They're like, no, it's, it's all, it's all, you know, along the lived experiences line, the, the personal experiences we need to, that there is an objective truth somewhere. Two plus two literally equals four. And then we have people who are saying, Did well, not if you change Twitter, the definition all, of people who are actually mathematicians, <laughs> postmodernist mathematicians were trying to justify two plus two equals five. It was, it was oh, hilarious. Oh, oh, all you have to and do just is redefine math. the plus sign. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, it would be insane no matter who said it. Do you know what I mean? And this is why this is not like a, a, a I'm not just picking on you. Like I, I would Say if a creationist said something insane to me about, you know, Jesus writing dinosaur 4,000 years ago, I would criticize that. And that's not like, because it's a dog shit, stupid, ridiculous idea. Um, 
like, no, there does need to be kind of like a way that we do this. Uh, just fundamentally, not even like some doctrinal, oh, this is how we work. It's like people lost. Uh, and it, we were talking about his history earlier. It's really what we're talking about is like what happened in ancient Greece, what emerged there, that thing, social discourse, democracy coming together, the, this balance of the rule of law, freedom of thought and expression. Um, ancient Greece is an excellent example of perfect point in history that we can point to it was like it, this is the the human experience thing that we're missing in in the modern world well that, yeah of course not not that their um, society was perfect by any means of course oh, but certainly certainly i mean not, but there, i mean like if you go process. have you have you been to um washington dc no oh i highly recommend you go although right now honestly it's a it's a shit show so wait until, uh, yeah, no, wait no, until no, trump no is too. out and the zombie apocalypse is over and then go <laughs> and um but it's beautiful because you can see all around the what they call the mall there are all these monuments um that you know early founders and then um you know some of them are older than others they don't all go back to the founding of the country of course right but they including the white house itself these monuments and of course the white house burned down and it was rebuilt so it's not even the original white house but long long story short there's all these references to classical architecture in these monuments. And that's for a reason. It's because the founders, when they were creating the first modern democracy, they were consciously learning from history and wanting uh, to create a, you know, a new democratic civilization. And the examples they drew upon were ancient democracies. So walking around and looking at those, those relatively modern buildings that are referencing these ancient styles that you have to go over to Europe to see is really, it's really, I think it's incredible because it makes me reflect upon about uh, the ideas that they represent. Yes. And it's like that, that is totally a thing for a reason when you, that architecture is a beautiful place to, to, to show this because it's like, it's not just because they were like Illuminati lizard aliens from fucking <laughs> space and they're trying to hide some messages and some like, Oh, what's all those silly fucking, uh, uh, it's movie. always Jews too. It's it's, it's, it's a <laughs> the Jewish space Jews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck space Jews. Oh god, I got to get, <laughs> get Martimer back on the show uh, from episode one. God, but damn. you know, like what you're saying, Jenner is 100 percent right. Like it is so important. All we have is conversation, and people are self censoring because they're afraid of offending somebody. And if or the only fired. people, if the only people who will criticize the the illiberal far left is the alt-right, then the alt-right's going to win. It's important for liberals to stand up for their own values because is in, 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 and, and, you know, something else I was thinking about is, um, you know, uh, Corey's, he had a, um, a big donor of his progressive show who is a centrist Democrat, um, listened to, an argument that Corey and I had and the centrist Democrat was very, very dismissive of me because she thought I was being a McCarthyist asshole. And as that conversation went on, I realized, Oh my God, of course it's because she is a centrist Democrat in a red state. She doesn't know the crazy crap that goes on in deep blue States because in deep blue States, the the Republican party is a third party and their democratic party is turned into two parties. And there's the liberal party, and and that's the part that I would be pro, and I would think Corey would be pro, right? And Corey's centrist friend would be pro. And then there's this neo-Marxist, insane, illiberal party. And I, I just, I honestly think it's just a, um, it's just a, a symptom of the fact 
that um, we we're in different circles, right? I think I think that uh, people who live in deep blue states, as I do, I live in California, and who go to conferences and see this insanity, it we're reacting against it, and we should because there are people who are hostile to liberal values, who are way too influential in blue states. But I could certainly imagine how somebody living in a red state would think that I'm that I'm that what I'm saying is total bullshit. Like they just don't, they don't know. Like they have to see it with their own eyes. They just don't know. Yeah. It's not just on Twitter. That's the truth. If you live in a deep blue state and you hang out with progressive people at conferences, it's like the whole world is Twitter. That's really what it's like. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's absolutely God, terrifying. Because I'm like, tw- I, I, I have to remind myself, hey, Twitter is not real life. It, it, like, it is not really this crazy in the real world. But turns out, yeah, it kind of fucking is. Because um, I just... Uh, mentioned this somewhere, maybe somewhere on the show or in the Mindwave Universe on one of the live shows or something. But casually, BBC the other day casually um, c- calling out the the quote dating practices of gay men as uniquely um, problematic in in the trans dating world. That the discriminatory dating practices of gay men. Oh, because they won't because they won't sleep with females who identify as male as man as men. This is for whatever reason they they didn't do the the, ask the real question. You know, like let's talk about could it be because they're not attracted to females? Could that be why? I I okay. (laughs) This seems so simple to most people, right? And when I I read that, I I suspect the centrist Democrats in red states probably think that this is a fake problem that doesn't really exist. But it's totally real. There are people who will tell you that you're transphobic. If you don't sleep with females, it's absolutely bonkers. And I've been like screaming from the fucking rooftops on this shit for like years because I saw how dangerous it was. And I was like, we can't let this like and now that is like the largely that's the default narrative in academia or in, you know, the corporate world, wherever, wherever you go now that that's the danger of the the gender ideology, which is now basically canon law that shall not be challenged which is fucking insane because if you're telling a gay person they're a bigot uh for being homosexual that's an insane thing for somebody to say whether they're a right-wing asshole or some crunchy person because it's literally happening it is literally true that is that is the horseshoe on display right there like you said because it's you know it's a fucking donut it it, it results not even this 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 the the reason it's illiberal right is because it's that is homophobic yes right you know and and so like this this weird game where they redefine words um so to to use the to, to I I use um the theocratic Christians and theocratic um Muslims as uh, an example of this, right? Cuz the way I look at it is people who claim to be against Islam, right? Against is- Islamofascism, um which I'm using intentionally to distinguish it from more li- there are, there are liberal Muslims, right? There there aren't as many as there are liberal Christians because um they uh, Islam uh, hasn't com- complicated historical reasons, yeah. but there are liberal Muslims and there are liberal Christians. And what makes them liberal in both cases is that they have their personal beliefs, but they are secular. They don't want the government to tell other people what they're allowed to believe, right? Or how they have to practice their religion. So what, what I find frustrating is we have literal theocracies in the Middle East um, that the left seems fine with. And it's just, it's, no, it is not okay. 
It is not okay. And the U.S. is not the great Satan. Um, we were not attacked on 9-11 because we're an evil imperial, uh, imperial country. We were attacked by theocratic Islamic fascists. Right. And, and so I, I, I don't I don't think that people who say they oppose that, but then they turn around as as with the Republican Party, the modern Republican Party, and they turn around and, and they say, but we do think that, you know, our version of Christianity should be enshrined in law. Right. That's obviously bullshit. Those people have no credibility. Right. But for the same reason, people who oppose Christian the- theocracy and then who defend Islamic theocracy and. P- people who who will who will who will say that any criticism of the teachings of Islam is Islamophobic, right? And who therefore are defending a sexist and homophobic religion. To be clear, right? Uh, that, those people don't have any credibility homopho- either. No, this, In my the, opinion, the mid- people who have credibility are, yeah, the so. people who have credibility are only the secular ones, the ones who say everything is open to debate. You can criticize any idea you want, right? The government does not get to tell you what you're allowed to believe. That, that those are the people who have credibility. But like the people who say they they oppose theocracy only because it's the wrong religion, that's nonsense. And so that's kind of that's that's kind of what I'm I see is going on with the the critical theory thing because because you know there you can't have an open conversation about something if your ideology is that cis white men aren't allowed to have opinions on. Pretty much any topic, anything. I've literally your only been goal. Told that. The, the, all you're allowed to do is sit down and shut up and learn and be educated by your superior, you know, mm-hmm. trans black sister. <laughs> right? It's so crazy, and so you can't. There is. There's no. There's no room for debating policy or anything else in that environment. And that's how they can speak for whole groups of people. That's how they can claim right. They can claim to be representing Black Lives Matter, right? While, you know, holding up signs that say no war but class war, as if all black people want a class war. But most of them don't. Right? So like yeah. you, I think I think I think it should be I think liberals should say we support Black Lives Matter, right? But we do not support these neo-Marxist ideas that some people claiming to speak for all black people are spouting out and of course i mean to some extent biden does do that he he answered the question do you support defund the police with a negative because he's not crazy because 59 percent of black people don't support defund the police (laughs) right and something like 80 percent of black people actually are happy with the level of policing in their neighborhoods um and and so but like you know these facts don't come into the conversation when you're dealing with uh, um critical theory epistemology because all that matters is you have to listen to me and you're not allowed to have an opinion because I'm more oppressed. It is the, it is kind of a special pleading thing that's, that's happening a lot. And really I feel like it's almost kind of like a childlike naivete. I'm going to kick and scream and until I get my juice box, you know, kind of, I feel like that's what people are doing a little bit. And we just have to be, be be the gay in the room to very loudly say, uh, you have proven that you cannot be taken seriously here. You need to sit down. 
ironically it's it needs to go the other way it's we're not trying to silence them or bully these people we're just we need to be louder than them and publicly say yeah you guys just go take a nap okay because this is this is we're trying to build a civilization here okay this is a conversation for grown-ups your fifis i'm sorry check them check them at the door uh when we're calculating the fucking trajectory to the moon your feelings mean absolute shit uh, this is a lot of this shit is just numbers and, and math and words and laws in history, like really basic shit. And and this whole casual dismissive. Oh, yes, because you now have people now literally trying to cancel STEM, shut down STEM because, you know, science, technology, engineering and mathematics have all been are all products of the patriarchy that, you know, they're all products of, you know, this European uh, conquest of the world. And they, so they want to dismiss whole chunks of it and say, no, 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 no. We, that, that science, I came from a white man. We can't, you, do you realize how fucking insane that is? Like, we yeah, need to, no, we judging, need to tell people, ideas, be like, not what? based on the ideas themselves, but based on the skin color of the person holding them. Is it's racist. fucking racist. I, I don't know why they don't see it. It's largely my role in a lot of this is just being a big mirror. Um, and then I try to do this radical humanist lens thing where I force things to go there first because this is a, this is a human problem. This is not – we're using a lot of different words like the politics game. It's so much of it. It's, it's a game that we're – like people are just playing it and they're getting sucked into it. And they hate it. And I'm like, well, just stop right. playing the game. Well, Do and, the and, actual fucking thing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, but, but, you know, people, the, a majority of people support all kinds of important reforms that we need to the system, right? It, so let's focus on passing those reforms and, 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 and not on pretending to speak for whole groups of people and saying that we want these radical ideas in their name. Let's just let's focus on let's focus on getting body cameras on cops, you know, that kind of thing. Like practical, real life progress will happen when you vote for Joe fucking Biden. It won't happen because you hold up a sign that says no war, but class war that makes you look bad. That helps Trump win. People need to grow up. Kind of. Yeah. Is and that sounds, you know, that sounds dismissive to call this behavior juvenile. But that's it. Really, like on a species level, that feels like a, a uh, God. I'm not. I'm not going to do the fucking uh, the Stargate thing. Again. Right. right. Like any time well, a more advanced race comes to Earth and encounters humans, uh, <laughs> at our current stage of uh, technological advancement, maybe that's why they haven't made contact. They're like us humans haven't. Humans haven't evolved mm. enough yet. We'll just they let, are not let's ready. See if they're, let's see if their planet even survives another. <sighs> yeah, they, we are um, we are very young as a species. We have to start wrapping up because I have a, a another interview to get to. But you know, um, and I, I'm going to give you the final word. But you know, like the bottom line of all of this for me is I'm on the side of liberalism, right? Freedom, individual liberty, um, democracy, the rule of law, the Constitution, free trade, um, against illiberalism and. It's not about partisan thing for me. It's about whichever party is going to stand up for liberal values. That's the way I see it. So, like the the what's the liberal position on social justice? 
the liberal position on social justice is equality before the law, that everybody should be treated equally by the government, regardless of immutable characteristics like skin color or their sex or their sexuality, etc. Right? That is a direct opposition to the so-called social justice. Um, the people who are who are speaking, the cr- critical theorists who are speaking in the name of social justice right now, who want the government to 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 want to institute. Um, rules where the, where the government is explicitly treating people differently because of their skin color or because of their sex or whatever, right? That is, that is, that is hostile to liberalism. It's the opposite of liberalism. Um, similarly, the, the liberal position on economics is, you know, that people should have a right to own capital <laughs> because it's an important part of freedom. It's the ability to, you know, I mean, like coming out of feudalism, the enlightenment, they wanted to free regular people to have financial independence by letting them actually keep their own money and save and invest it and, and build capital and assets and wealth. And obviously the, the, it's very easy to see how, how Marxism is opposed to that. I mean, that's the def, that's the definition of it. It's all about taking away people's ability to own capital. So like, what is the future of the democratic party? You know, I recognize that these juvenile people you're talking about, Jenner, I recognize that they are a minority, mm, a very but loud that's one. That's precisely why, and not just not just a minority, but a tiny minority, right? There may be, maybe I, w- I would be surprised if there are more than twenty percent of of uh, Democratic voters, and I suspect that when it comes to the people who actually vote, it's more like five percent. I think it's a tiny, tiny number. But for that reason, why is it so hard for for people to just denounce it? Why can't we just explicitly denounce it as the illiberal threat to freedom that it is? Why do we have to, why do we have to platform that? Why do we have to pretend that compromising with an evil ideology is somehow going to make the world a better place? The answer the answer to all of our problems is Yang's vision of human capitalism, which I call liberalism 2.0. That's the answer. Policy and every policy question you're not going to make the world a better place by compromising with illiberal socialists. You're going to make the world a better place by upgrading liberalism. That's a big difference. It's a difference philosophically, but it repre- it, it rec- but it results in real practical differences in policy. And UBI is a perfect example of that, right? Because the means-tested tax and spend nanny state that we have now is a compromise with socialism, and that's why it sucks. I understand that people will say it's better than nothing, and that's fine. I think that's a perfectly valid point that I will 100% give them, right? I don't necessarily agree with it, but I think that like if you're worried about people starving, you can say it's better than nothing. I think that's fair. But upgrading it to a freedom dividend would be vastly more compatible with capitalism. And it's it, it, so that's a that's a perfectly like that's a that's an example right there. That's a concrete example. All right, I'll give you the final word, Jenner. What your what your thoughts on all that? Okay, well, you just gave me a bunch. <laughs> um, uh, it is the most important thing I think that that we need to learn from from Yang's campaign is the humanity first thing, because so much of so much of everything is is just broken because we are casually dehumanizing dehumanizing on each other on an appalling level to where it is so socially acceptable that's so the norm in a very much mean girls you can't sit with us kind of way casual dehumanization of people has become the new normal 
um it would which is for me this is not a this is not a politics thing this is like almost it's not even a really a philosophical thing it's like a deep like it's a call to fucking war we cannot allow it we cannot allow uh the most powerful empire on earth uh to crumble um and it is a a extremely tiny handful of very loud assholes who are trying to burn it to the ground uh there's a lot more people out there who uh, want to save it and who still right, believe right. you no, know america is the greatest and, country in the world I, we walked I, on the fucking I, moon you know i'm, what I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna take over for very long but i just want to clarify mm. really quickly <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's exactly it. My concern is not that I'm I'm not worried in the short term that the Democratic Party is going to be taken over by entirely taken over by illiberal, illiberal people. That's not my concern. My concern is that um, they're going to lose to a fascist because they can't say we we don't like socialism. That's my concern. Mm. Kind of should it's a repeat of 2016. Um, I'm I'm fairly certain uh, i hate to be that like <laughs> there's no light at the end of that fucking tunnel but i'm almost certain trump is going to get reelected and it's just going to get worse i've kind of come mouth. to terms i've come to terms with that i'm like it's the apocalypse it's fine bring on the fucking asteroid at this point uh, i mean i think he i i think he would have almost definitely been reelected <laughs> if the pandemic hadn't happened but obviously you know there's there's no better way to demonstrate to the american people that you have an unqualified and competent person in power than to watch them fail at responding to a, a, to a life-threatening emergency mm. and what has now become an economic emergency, um, which he's also failing at, right? He was, he was just riding on Obama's coattails um, with the, um, the economy. It was still Obama's economy. Um, and, and he can't do that anymore as the incumbent. I think that that's, that's the, the, the only thing that I think means that we might be able to win is thank God for COVID-19. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Okay. So to be clear, I know someone's going to try to take that out of context and make me sound like a horrible person. I'm not, oh, I don't yeah, really no, think that, that was a joke, <laughs> but I am, I am happy that I do honestly think it's a silver lining if it results in Trump losing, because if Trump does get reelected, our, we will be a banana Republic. It will be done. Yeah. It's kind of like, we, this is why I've been like just trying to engage as many people, like whether or not, because I, I, I'm not an academic. This is why I love having conversations with you so much because you are the clarity wizard. You are the, you are the guy that busts out the book, the old book that has the words in it and the words mean what they mean. And I'm sorry, you can't, you don't get to redefine that. You can't, you don't get to redefine the word, uh, female and then create a whole new uh, you know fabricated bigotry i, I think we like, better state like for the yes record what, so, what oh our God. actual liberal position on trans issues is right well, <laughs> I, my, I like, my, my, mine is mine is treat people I think like people i think yeah exactly i'm always going to respect people i will call them by the name they want to be called i will call them by the pronoun they want to be called um and i think that people should have every right to get surgery and change their bodies however they want or dress however they want. If, if they want to keep a penis and wear a dress, I'm fine with that too. Right. Fine with all of that. It, my, my issue is, is just with the way that critical theory um, has neo-Marxist specifically critical theory, but not all critical theory is neo-Marxist. That's just the latest iteration of it to be clear. Right. There, there are actually, there are lots of critical theorists who write really fascinating, interesting 
uh, books that like, uh, you know, t- deconstruct, you know, movies and, and, and novels. And like, I'm not, I'm not shitting on that entire tradition. I'm just saying the specific neo-Marxist incarnation of this idea, idea with this, it's, it's political manifestation on the far left. That is my problem. It's not, it's nothing to do with, well, it, well and my, and my problem is, is that it actually, it, it, it perverts liberalism. It's, it, it co-ops movements. It claims to speak for all LGBT people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It's a lie. It claims to speak for all black people. And that's also not true. It's a lie. That's my problem. Not all trans people believe in that idea. And so stop pretending they do. That's nonsense. I'm, so, I'm just over it. I'm, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Yeah. It's most rational trans people I've ever talked to. They largely agree with me. I really only I've, I've only been publicly decried once. Um as you know, as the podcast, as as the host, you know, going out as as mind waving, getting pushback, and like once, and it it just did didn't even stick. Nobody was even like, "What are you? What are you?" All he said is that the like, "Hey, sexual orientation is not like a choice." <laughs> That's literally the level of the sentence that I said. This is not a choice. Um, this isn't there you go you know, exactly so when there when they, we go when, once their hostility <laughs> to liberal values appears that's when that's that's when i i i turn off their microphone yes. and you know the reason why as a you know self-described conservative i think i can, can carry on this um podcast um and 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 have it be genuinely postpartisan is partially because i'm going to be having on people who work to my left for vast majority of the guests and all of the recurring guest stars will be um, and as I said, I'm about to have um, a self-identified communist on to school me. So, like, I'm not just here to shit on on communism. I'm here to have honest conversations with people who identify as communists as well. But I'm not going to pull my punches. I'm going to say what I really think. You know. <laughs> I love that you're going to. Um, but get like I said, I, I, I mean, I am, awesome. I am, I am a nonpartisan person, which so- sounds crazy because I just said I want the Republicans to lose big. But my reason for that is because I just want them to lose big this one election, so that the party will learn fascism is bad and the only way they're going to learn that lesson is if they lose as a consequence of it and then and then and then you know i'll go back to being a swing voter right that's that's the truth and if the republican party in in some future becomes a better defender of liberal values than the democratic party then i'll be voting with them that's it i vote based on values not based on party that's what not not that's being that's what being nonpartisan means all right you get the final word Oh man, uh, so we went just about everywhere, and I'm absolutely in love with it. So to first, first, thank you, obviously, for inviting me and 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 uh, allowing me to kick off this this 2.0 venture here with you at at the helm in the captain's chair. It was an absolute delight coming back, and I, I don't think we're on any hate watch lists from that. That wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, it's, it's this is a minefield, kids. You'd be surprised. Uh, uh i probably it's it's somewhere <laughs> string them up uh that's really the thing that we're that we're challenging here and we're doing it in very different ways um i my style is not for everybody <laughs> but it is the radical human one it it is the uh the fucking cosmic meat monkey one that's that's my place here and i'm so glad to have people like rio out in the world who who will break it down to the book level because it and and the political strategy level and those like because i'm i'm i don't think in those terms but this is why we need everybody and if you are out there listener and you're like well i 
don't have anything to contribute here. You absolutely do. Uh, can add your voice to the chorus uh, because you are going to build the weird double decker couch that's going to save us uh, at the end of this story. You get what I'm feeling, listener. Like you have a lot more power um, in this domain than you think you do. So that I will close it out as a as a little inspirational message to you, children of the cosmos. Uh, get in here and contribute your voice to this conversation. Do it. Anyway, yeah, the, you and know, I, you don't I, need to I'm be actually expert. going to make an explicit invitation. <laughs> um, anybody who listens to this show who wants to come on the podcast, just shoot me a message and I will have you on. All right. Um, so Do definitely it. go check out Jenner's podcast, Mindwave, um, to learn more about his radical humanism. <laughs> and yes, uh, thanks, thanks for coming on, Jenner. Legs they fly. I love it. Thank you, man. This was an absolute delight. Thanks again for having me back. Moving forward is our gumbo. Thank you for listening to the Moving Forward podcast. We are indeed moving forward. And whether or not you feel like you're the right person to talk about it, a lot of these issues, there's not a right way the point is to do it anyway to keep the conversation moving however we can learn more and support the show at movingforwardpod.com all right so yours looks about the same and mine mine looks full body looks mine look mine looks pretty small still girthy uh no on this on this end it looks it looks juicy really on on my end it looks like my lines are smaller than your lines hmm uh, bah, bah, bah. Uh, I can't even get my lines as big as yours. I just sent you a, a screenshot of what I'm saying. I'm on the top. Yeah. Um, there, because that's where I like to be.